right. Hey, good morning, guys. Everybody doing good? All right. Good. Cash, you guys think I, I got a spit zone or something like that. You guys know. You guys are. My reputation came ahead of me that uh, you're scared. Front row, you're the brave one. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Well, I'm glad to be with you today. It really is an honor. I've been praying about that. First off, can I just tell you, I love your pastor, his wife, Dominique, his wife. It's just, it's been an amazing blessing to get to meet them all. It's just been so fun to connect with them. And listen, don't tell them, they rave about you. They just love you so much. They're so thankful for you. So I'm going to just uh, hang out with you a little bit. We're going to talk, kind of share some ideas. And really, um, I, from my situation, I'm an administrative pastor. And I'll tell you a little bit about our background in a little bit. But I'm an administrative pastor, so I kind of oversee. You know, we've got the main pastor, Pastor Mark, in Boise, Idaho. He's fantastic, like your pastor. And then I do the administrative function. So um, in my role at our church, you guys are like my best friends, okay? I mean, I just love you guys because you guys are the, the ones that are really putting the pedal to the metal every week in and, in and out. And there's so many things that you guys do, and I know you're aware of this, that us as pastors, us as leadership, have no idea. It's just amazing because you're behind the scenes. You're loving on people. You're connecting with people. You're going to go visit people. You're praying for people. And, you know, sometimes you're not regarded or, or we don't, truthfully, we just don't see that because most of you, you don't want the limelight. You're just busy loving on people, caring for people and sharing the love of Jesus, just what you're designed to do. And, but anyway, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, for all that you do, just I want to appreciate you for that. And really, it's, it's the kingdom appreciates you. Because you are, the, you are the representatives. You're the love as people come in. And you're the encouragement. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the significance of that today. What that means. Maybe even ways that we can take it up a level in those areas. Now, one thing. When I talk, I want you to know I'm very interactive. Okay? So if you guys don't respond to me or have some dialogue here, I'm pretty laid back. I'll just, uh, my self-image will be hurt and I'll just have to stop, okay? It'll just be, oh my gosh, I just can't take it anymore. I got to sit down. So can you promise me that you'll be interactive with me? Okay, all right. So to start that first, I want to know a little bit about who you are from the, like, okay, how many greeters do we have in here? Where's our greeters? All right, yeah, give them a hand. Woo! Yay, greeters. Okay. And how about uh, ushers? All right. Mighty men of God right there. And man, I tell you, I got a heart for ushers. I love those guys. I was an usher for 20 years. Okay. And so I just love ushers. How about, let's say, in the side, video, cameras, mute. We'll do video camera stuff. I got those. Okay. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right over here. Good. How about uh, worship? We got some worship. worship. We all worship, but you guys do it. You know, I'll tell you, there's a reason why I'm not leading praise and worship this morning. Okay, just trust me, that's not a good idea. All right, uh, so we've got that. What other, how about small group leaders? Your connection groups, where are they? Okay, I got a couple. Okay, good, good, good. Back there. All right. You guys really heard my reputation fighting to get in the back early. Okay, that's, that's, that's interesting. All right, what other, what other ministry teams do we have here? Parking lot. Where, oh, you got a parking lot team. Who are you? Right on. 
Our daughter serves on the parking lot team. And actually, I've got a, let me tell you a testimony on that really fast. Because I think this gives you the power of who you are. And this maybe this is specific to parking lot people. I love this testimony. Because our daughter Jillian, she's in the parking lot. And she just wants to love and encourage people just like all you do. One day, she saw this lady come in wearing a bright purple outfit. And Jillian waves at her and, you know, just talks to her a minute. Hey, man, I'm so glad you're here. She comes to the church, made her feel good. Guess who went forward at the altar call that day? The lady with the purple outfit. And you know, I'll tell you what, that set the tone for that day, I believe. The people were loving on her, encouraging her, and helping her in that journey. And really, you know, whether it be the parking lot, or whether it be the, usher, you know, the greeters, or the ushers, or the praise and worship, isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. Seeing those lives change? Okay, so we got parking lot, we got children's, of course! Yeah. Alright, yeah, children's workers, come on! Bless your heart. Bless you guys. All right. Good, good. All right. So how about teen ministry? We got some teen ministry people? Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Youth. All right. What are, what are some other ones? What was it? Hospitality. Of course. Hospitality. The muffins. The coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hospitable people. We love hospitable people. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. Right on. You got a clean house around here. And by the way, you guys have a beautiful facility here. It is incredible. I'll tell you what, just to, you know, and God's given you favor, hasn't he? With on the, the road count here and the location, the new sign, all those things. Building looks amazing. All right, what's some, uh, another ministry? Any others? Security. Of course. Got some security people. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good, good. All right. What else? Groundskeepers, yeah. yeah, outside. How about those guys, grounds folks? And really the grounds, facilities, people, all that, it's an amazing thing. Um, and once again, as I'm, as I'm hearing you give me feedback, I'm thinking of our people too, that are fulfilling those roles and how much I love and adore them and what they do in this process moving forward. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about, oh, let me give you one kind of background caveat so you understand how I bring to you what I do. Okay, um, just so you know my background a little bit, grew up in Idaho, actually a very similar sized town to this one. I feel very at home. It was Twin Falls, Idaho I grew up in. And it's a very similar size, agricultural, a lot of great people just like yourselves. And so once again, I just feel totally at home. But I grew up there, and like a, maybe other people in the room, I had an, a bumpy upbringing. And I left home and left school at 16. I said, I've had enough of both of these places. The only weird part about that, I'd like to blame that on other people, but there was one commonality between both of those locations <laughs> at my home and at my school. And anyway, there was a commonality. So I hated school. I'd never applied myself, barely, barely learned how to read. It was a train wreck from the day I started there. Until last, when I left and gave them the one finger salute and went into the sunset off on my own, you know. Some of you will get that. Okay. But you don't want to admit it, but you got it. Okay. All right. All right. So then, but 
even though I hated all that stuff or the school and everything like that, I started my first company at 18. I had six companies by the time I was 21. And I just, that's all I've done my whole life is build companies, build organizations, work with people to accomplish things. And so then we started coaching companies. And so really me being at Life Church in Boise right now, it's the first job I've ever had. And we've been there, I think, six years. So up until that point, all that I, my skill set is for de developing organizations. Okay, and so when when I came onto that staff, the pastor goes, "Hey, he." In fact, he saw what we've known each other a long time. He goes, "Mac, why don't you come on staff? Utilize your abilities for the kingdom of God." And I go, "Dude, let's nothing better than that, is there?" And so, and you guys too. That's exactly what you're doing. Because you're using your giftings, you're using your hospitality, you're using your facilities, uh, you're using the, the greeters and love and joy. Aren't you doing the same thing? You are. Now today we're going to talk about, and I love this, we talk about this a lot, um, and I'm, I'm not going to, uh, in Nehemiah uh, 3, and you, you don't have to go there, but it's the rebuilding of the wall. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Now, first off, too, if I say where I'm from Boise and very opinionated, let me give you a disclaimer. If I say something crazy, it was probably the paint chips I ate as a kid, okay? All right? So that was probably what it was, or some of the stuff in the back parking lot as a kid. I don't know. But either way, be sure and check with your pastor. Check with Dominique. Check with your leadership and go, hey, he said this. Is this right? Do we do it this way? Should we do it this way? And be sure and get their feedback. Be sure and ask questions. Because this one thing, I don't want to come in and mess this place up, you know, and go, ah, and you send you off in a different direction. Because what you're doing is working. So that's my disclaimer. Be sure to check. If you hear something new or different, check it out. All right? Agreed? Agreed? Okay, there's the feedback I was looking for. All right, so in uh, Nehemiah 3, this is the rebuilding of the wall of Jerusalem. I think this, this has such rebuilding of the city walls. And I want you to get the significance for you today. Because here's what's happened. Those walls of Jerusalem were, well, they were knocked down. And for years and years and years and years, these walls were knocked down. And Nehemiah had it on his heart to go back and rebuild the city walls and what that would, inter, um, what, what that would take. And there was tons of opposition for him to go back and rebuild those walls. Now, is there tons of opposition against the church today? I think so. You know, if you look at the media, you look at people talking, there's tons of opposition for that. So let's just, I'm going to read a, a, just the little intro on Nehemiah here. And it's, uh, I can't even pronounce the priest's name. I don't know why I thought I could read this, but anyway. Uh, Eliza, somebody. The high priest rose up with his brethren, the priests, and they built the sheep gate. Then they consecrated it. They dedicated it. They hung its doors. They built as far as the tower uh, of the hundred, and then they consecrated it. And if you read this story, what happens? There's people, all these different workers from all different backgrounds. And there's perfume makers. There's politicians. There's gold maker, uh, you know, gold manufacturers. There's all these normal workers from every walk of life. 
and they're coming together. And if you'll see the adversity that they have, the one's got a sword and one's building and there's, there's really all this uh, turmoil and uh, attacks against them to rebuild the city. But they were just normal people. They had a vision. They had a vision to change. They had a, visit, a vision to build, build this city back, to utilize it. And they dedicated every area to God. So what happened when they were rebuilding the city, each of them took a little section of that wall. And they said, this is going to be my section. We're going to rebuild this section. We're going to make this our section. We're going to own this section. It's going to be the best section we can. Do you think they were very intent on making sure that their section was good? Look, this is my section. We're defending this city. We've been taken down before. We've been plummeled before. But I'm going to rebuild. Do you want to, do you want to be the section of the wall that comes down? No. You see the responsibility in that? Their section was going to be the strongest. Now, they could build that section any way they want to. Maybe some of us said, hey, we're in a hurry. We don't need to put those footings underneath there. Let's just build it. But I got a feeling that's not the way they did it. I got a feeling they said, hold it. No, this is serious. We're going to dedicate our area. Now, when I think of that, when I talk to our people about that, it's so meaningful to me because I see what sections that we have of our city. And I don't, I don't mean the city city, I mean the gates of our church. And that we've got these sections as far as greeters. We've got these sections as far as ushers and security and facilities. And have we dedicated those to the Lord? Are we saying, you know, I think with the wall when they were building it, they could say, look, I'm going to make this strong. I'm going to put triple rebar in here. I'm going to make it thick. It's going to be so sick, thick, nothing can take this down. I'm going to paint it. I'm going to make it attractive. Maybe I'm going to even put a coffee cup holder in there because I've got, it's, I can be originality. I can create my wall however I want to. And they were empowered to think. But it was their section of the wall. Now today as we're talking about this, I really want to encourage you. You're here for a reason. You're here as a greeter, hospitality, cleaning, ushers, whatever that is, you're here. Children's ministry, teen ministry, you're here. And I just encourage you to dedicate, to consecrate. Now what I mean by that, first off, when we talk about this, you know, and I want you, you'll see in this section, the next section, that we're going to try to come up with ideas to move this forward, make it the best we can. But within this, what I'd encourage you to is where does that start? If I'm going to rebuild this section, if I'm going to own this section, can we, are we going to own our sections? Come on. Come on. So where does that start? You know, I know whenever I'm doing something, I would like it to start away from me and with other people. But is that the reality of it? No. It's not, is it? 
that the leadership starts with me. And see, you're all, you're all deemed as leaders. You're all deemed as, uh, as really the leaders of this church. And we already talked about that many people that connect with this church, they, they're going to connect with you. They, they, they're not going to be able to maybe meet with Pastor John or shake his hand or hang out with him or go out to lunch with him. But you can. But you can. And so you're that representation in that area. So if we are the leaders, question time, what should we be doing to, for us personally to be able to move forward? What are some thoughts? How would that look? What? What would, what would, you, what would you do? This, this is class participation time. I told you, nah, they won't talk to me. Okay, I quit. I'm, uh, my self-image can't take this. Okay. Now, what would you do? What was that? Consecrate. And what? Now, is there a way that we're going to make that better, or they are there? Is there a way that we're going to make ourselves better? Should we be praying more? Probably praying more for the pastor. Praying more for our area that we're going to do better. What else? If you were going to make, let's take greeters. How would you make greeters better? Learn people skills. Let me shake your hand. Okay, I'm going to shake your hand, my brother. I love you already. Oh, good. What's your name? Brian. Brian. All right, good, Brian. Sorry to, sorry to walk over you. All right, Brian. Yeah, we're going to learn people skills. Is there an art to interacting with people? How many of you were greeters again? All right, they're all sitting. Oh, good, good. Man, you got a lot of greeters. Awesome. So greeters, ushers, all this people interaction. We have a lot of people interaction during the course of the day. Would it help us to get better at people skills? How, do, how would we do that, Brian? Any ideas? YouTube videos. YouTube videos. <laughs> no, dude, you're right. There's a ton of ways. Uh, when I was growing up, you know, I really wasn't good with people. And um, very direct. And I had a way of... You know, just, yeah, being all about myself and not thinking of other folks. And one thing I read, I read is an old book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie about a million times, okay? Because I needed people skills and I had to connect with them better. And obviously, so there's tons of books out there on how to do that. And there's uh, YouTube videos, there's podcasts. Now, would that be good for us to learn? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Here's the key. A leader, if we're going to lead ourselves, we have to take the initiative. Mm -hmm. This is very important. Because if we've got to, this is what I tell my staff all the time. This is what I tell my staff and my team. If I've got to tell you what to do, I got the wrong people. If I've got to tell you what to do, I probably got the wrong people here. Because I expect our team, is it all right to talk to you like this? Yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Am I, am I, all right. If they cut off my microphone in a little bit, I'll know I went too far. Okay, all right. But I tell my folks all the time, I'm very, listen, if I got to tell you what to do, I got the wrong people here. 
This is just the way it is. If you're not growing, studying, if you're not reading, if you're not seeking these answers, if you're not studying, I can't tell you, I can't, you're too smart. Your, your areas that you cover are too complex. I can't tell you how to be the best usher. I can't tell you how to be best at security. I can't tell you how to do the parking lot. There's too many areas I gotta look at. I can't do all that. So what does that mean you gotta do? I gotta learn. I gotta learn. Because as a leader, you set the example. Do other people watch you? Oh, yes. Ding, 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 ding. You win the prize, yes. People are watching us all the time. They're watching to see, and they're seeing, you know, here's what's happening, is they see, well, wait, good job taking notes, okay? How many of you are taking notes? All right, that's why I'm good, good, good. I have refused to talk. This is how tough I am. I've refused to talk to people before if they don't have a notepad. It's just the way I roll. If what I'm saying is not as important for you to write it down, what are we doing here? I'm not here playing. Okay? Because I'll tell you what, I've got to bring value and, and things that people can take away. I'm not playing. We're here to change lives. This is kingdom. I could play before in the business world, but this is kingdom. Okay. So what I, once again, I want people that are taking, my favorite word, initiative. That they're taking initiative to grow. That they're going, no. No, how can I make this better? How can I influence more people? How can I impact people? How can I love people more? They're studying, uh, they're studying interactions with other people. Is there an art to connecting with people? Yes. There is. And we can learn and we can build and we can educate ourselves. Do you have a head of your greeters team? Who is that? Raise your hand, whoever you are. I'm seeing a lot of arrows. No, no, but raise your hand. All right, good, thank you, all right. All right, good, thank you. I know I put people on the spot, get used to it. All right, so it's uh, head of greeters. See, and I'll tell you what, I'm sure she's amazing, but don't expect her to do everything. Help her out, man. You learn this stuff, you bring it to her. Hey, man, I watched this video on how to connect with people farther. I had to learn, there's so many com concepts about meeting people that's so important. Okay, let's, let's just, I, I'm gonna talk about greeters for just a second to give you a, a flavor for this is that how we meet, the, and hold it, I'm gonna hold off on that, because I, I'm gonna, actually I'm not gonna teach on that, because that'll get me on a rabbit trail and I'm gonna come back to it later, so okay. All right, I'm gonna stay on where we're at, leading yourself right now. All right, so one thing that you wanna do, so we don't, uh, another thing we do is we don't take excuses. We want people to step up, they're being in the game. People are watching you all the time. See, people will watch, do they watch you in service too? Oh yeah. How, how many of you are heads of ministries? Raise your hand, like head leader type folks. Fantastic, good, good. It's okay, it's safe, you know. It's all right, relatively safe, okay. Um, see, here's what happens. When you're in ministry, uh, when you're a leader, or you're, when you're moving forward, people are watching you all the time. They're watching you right now, are you taking notes? They're watching you right now, are you paying attention? They saw what time you got here. They'll see how you interact. They're gonna see, is this real? Is this true? It is. 
They're going to see what you do or if, if you show up on Sunday morning, how early you showed up on Sunday morning, if you came in the middle of praise and worship. They're going to see all those different things about you. And here's what I was taught when I was young in business, because I was young and dumb in business, okay? And my mentors told me, they said, Mac, here's what's going to happen, is the people, the attributes you have that are good, they're going to do about half. The attributes you have that are bad, they're going to double them. Oh, my. <laughs> it's a reality to that, guys. It's just true. It's human nature. Let me ask you a question. If you say one bad word to your children growing up, one time you slipped and go, and what word do they say from then on out? What happens if, what happens you leaders, what happens you leaders if you gossip or say anything derogatory? What happens? If you said that to somebody in, in, you know, in your group there, what do they think they're now free to do? The same thing and more. They're not going to stop with that one word that just popped out of your mouth. No, they're going to go, oh, yeah, you know this in the pastor and this. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And is that real? So I tell you, we really have to watch all of our, all of what we do, what we say, who we are. When I'm, see, I don't preach much on, you know, so I can use this as an excuse. If you say you don't like me today, I'll go, hey, that's fine. I don't preach much. It's okay. You know, it's all right. You know, uh, I think that's why Pastor Mark doesn't have me preach much is because, oh, those people better have their seatbelts if Mac talks. Okay. You know, <laughs> it, can, it can be tough. Okay. Um, but I, you know, but what, do I have a place in the service? I would hope so. Do you think people watch me during the service? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what do I do? In our, in our service, we kind of sit over this way, and I'm beside Pastor Mark, and almost the whole service... I'm on the edge of my seat. I've got my notes. I'm looking. I got a smile on my face. And I'm going, yeah. Oh, dang. Wow. Oh, geez, that's good. Oh, hop, write that one down. Oh. Now, is that real? It is real. But I'm engaged with him. Uh, we do three services on a Sunday morning. By third service... I can quote his, I, I'm lip-syncing his message, you know. <laughs> but I don't, I'm still going to be engaged. I'm still going to be engaged. It's not going to bore me. I'm going to be intent. Holy Spirit, what can I receive out of this? I'm going to get it. Maybe, maybe it takes me three services to get it. I don't know. Okay, maybe that's just the way it is. So what does this mean to you? Should we behave different in service? Should we behave different in meetings like this? Should we be a better example? Should we lift up our standards? Should we take that initiative? Should we study and grow? Yes. Amen. You know, and I was glad to see things start on time today. We're very, you know, um, that's very time conscious. Why? 
Does that set an example? It totally does. Totally does. All right, no excuses. What are your daily behaviors for growth? Uh, what are you feeding on? You know, some of us are going to feed on video games or uh, movies or those type of things. You know, the one thing I'll say, you know, people ask me all the time, they go, Mac, how do you accomplish the stuff you do? Mac, how do you accomplish the stuff you do? Because you've got, you leave school at 16, you start companies. I now have, I still own three companies. Okay. I'm doing that type of thing. I'm full time at the church. I write books. They go, Mac, how do you do all that stuff? It's because I don't do those other things. I don't sit in, you know, the average TV time is like over 40 hours a week. I don't do that. I don't do the, all, I don't have a video games on my phone. Well, my grandkids do actually. They got, okay. But I don't, I don't have Facebook on my phone. I don't do social media very much. Oh, I don't do it at all. Somebody does it, it's probably my staff. But I don't do that. I, I just don't, I'm not going to give my energies to my life to those things. I'm giving it to the kingdom. So leadership starts with who? Me. So if you don't, I'll tell you what, I would just encourage you all, your level of accountability for yourself, you've got to own this. You've got to own this. Leadership starts with me, Dan. I'm going to be the best I can. I'm going to be the best example I can. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to grow. I'm going to read. Listen, my, my mentors in business, they said, Mac, how are you going to succeed in life if you can't read? I said, I'll learn to read. There's a lot of good books out there I can read. I'll learn to read. And I did. Now, still not very as good as it should be, but I can read, and I've, written, I've read hundreds and hundreds of books. I've listened to zillions of audios. I've listened to audiobooks all the time. Why? So I can grow. So think about these things. Find stuff that you need to grow in as greeters, as ushers, as people skills, all those things. Apply yourself, apply yourself, apply. How many people want to go farther with the kingdom of God? Okay, if you want to go farther, you're going to have to educate yourself. That's it. You've got to do it. You're not going to get, you know, there's a concept. I won't teach it. Actually, it's in the books, um, some of my books. But it's called the Peter Principle. That one principle totally changed my life. You've got to understand it. You've got to know how it applies to it. Put it in your favor. And there, there's not, no telling what you can accomplish. Your motto should be, how can we make things better? How can, we, how can we do this better? As greeters here, how can we do it better? As ushers, how can we do this better? As music people, how can we do this better? And you should be challenging yourself all the time and go, how can we do this better? How can we make this better? How can we improve this? How can we, how can we show the love of Christ better? And then we're asking that all the time. We're changing. We're growing. We're listening. Now, two things on the wall is that first off, we, we take responsibility. We dedicate your area of the wall to God. 
And there's two areas of the wall that come together here. Number one, once again, who do we lead first? Me. Yeah, me. I lead me first. I've got to grow me first. I've got to educate me first. Let me tell you what the Peter Principle is. How many of you have ever heard that before, what the Peter Principle is? Okay, a few of you. It's so interesting because this principle, when I learned this as a young man, it totally changed everything for me. It was such an emotional time when I heard this. And it registered on me, and it totally changed my whole life. Okay, the Peter principle, I'll paraphrase it to you. It's a business principle. Sir Lawrence Peters, I think, is the one who wrote it. And he, this is how it's paraphrased for me, is that, and I believe the success principle applies to every area of your life on how it succeeds. Every area this principle succeeds to. It will apply to your health, your marriage, your walk with God, your healing, your success in business, your success in your finances. This one principle applies to it all. And the principle is you will rise, here's the principle, you rise to the level of, in life to your level of incompetence. You will only succeed as far as your incompetence. So have you ever seen somebody, so what that means is that your level of success in every area is up to who? Me. The reason why I'm not more successful in my life the reason why I'm not running Fortune 500 companies, the reason why I'm not more successful in my life is because of my level of competence. If I had the knowledge, if I had the wisdom, if I had the expertise, I would be doing that, wouldn't I? If I was more competent in marriage, I'd have a better marriage. If I was more confident uh, physically, I'd be walking in better health. If I understood God's promises better, would I be healthier or prosper? Yeah, my competency level is not high enough in all those areas. So it affects everything I do. So if I want to get better in my marriage, I got to read, grow, study, pray. Father, help me to be the man I'm supposed to be. If I want to be more successful with finances, what do I got to do? I got to study, I got to grow. If I want to be more successful as a greeter, as an usher, all those areas, I've got to study, I got to grow. When I came into the church world, from the business world, okay, here's what happened. I go, I know a lot of these traits. I know a lot of attributes on how to, how to make organizations succeed, but I don't know the church world. So for, man, I'm still, I'm reading all the time. I'm listening to podcasts all the time. I'm going, I've got to get smarter. I've got to get smarter. I've got to get smarter. Because why? We'll only succeed in life to our level of incompetence. How many of, you know, a lot of people go, oh, my boss, you know, I'll tell you what, he won't give me a raise. He, that, that stinking boss, he won't give me a raise. And oh, it's uh, this is boss fault. Well, what happens if your competence was so far past that? You would just grow past that job. There's no way that you can stay in that job if your competence expands it. You want to raise, you want an increase, you want more finances, you just blow the door off your competency level. What happens if Bill Gates went to work for 7-Eleven and did Slurpees? Did the icy machine. 
How much would Bill Gates make? Not much. But see, if they recognize now, would Bill Gates stay making, with his mentality, with his wisdom, with his knowledge, could you keep Bill Gates in that job making ICs? There's no way. Because his knowledge and his expertise just would blow that away. He just, somebody else, they go, no, Bill, you come to work for us. No, come on, let's start something. Yeah, I'll partner with you. No, I'll give you the money. Let's start something. Is that the way it would work? That's the way it would work. So never complain about your job. Never complain about your position. Leadership starts with? Me. Your success starts with? So many of us are praying and going, oh, God, bless me. God, give me increase. Where's my, where's my increase? Where's, where's my new job? Where's all these things? And, job, and what do you think God's doing? Raise your level of confidence, my brother. Raise your comp level of confidence, my sister. Boom! You grow. You'll be recognized. You'll have increase. All right, I'm going to get back to my notes now. <laughs> Did you enjoy you know that, though? Is that okay? Did you get something from that? Yes. All right. I saw, I saw you guys writing, writing down notes, too, pretty furiously. That's good. All right. Good, good, good. All right, so two areas of the wall. Number one, you've got a, is the people. So it's two, two, we're building this wall. We're dedicating it to the Lord, and there's two areas here that come into play. One is the people that you're working with, your co-laborers. Okay? Because we're all on teams, right? And team, you know, the acronym for team is together everyone accomplishes more. So we need each other. I need people all, all the time if I'm going to accomplish, if we're going to accomplish more together. That's why I love working with this church. I love our collaboration. We call it church growth collaboration, where us as churches, we lock arms with each other. Does that make us better? Yeah. Makes us stronger. Uh, Pastor John last night, when he was um, sharing ideas and thoughts, man, I'm going, yeah, I want, okay. And I'm, I'm thinking about stuff that I, I'm learning from the guy. Of what I want to do, I'm thinking of new changes that I want to make. Some of the things that, truthfully, you guys are ahead of us on. And I'm going, ah. in fact, I told him last night, I said, I've got some envy here. I go, <laughs> I've got some envy that uh, you guys are doing stuff way better than we are. And ah, I want to do it better. I want to do it better for the kingdom. You know? So anyway. Um, all right. So two areas for the so people. Um, you, oh, so you leaders, this is specifically to you. Know the condition of your flock. Everybody in here, if you're a leader, a ministry leader, you need to know the condition of your flock. See, it's my job. Is I want to know who's on my team. If you're head of greeters, if you're head of ushers, know who those people are. Know what, the, what their heartaches are going. Know that they're having, you know, who's having problems with their marriage. Why? I got to know the condition of my flock. I'm, you're accountable to that as ministry leaders. So our, our ushers, they get together and they pray 20 minutes to a half an hour before every service. They talk, hey man, how are you doing? How's that situation going with your kid? Hey man, can I pray with you? And they continue to stand together. They lock arms. They say, no, we're going to be tough. We're going to be strong. We're going to make it. They're co-laborers. So know the condition of your flock. Know how each other's doing. Call them up at the, on the phone. Interact with them. If they're in the hospital, you're going to go visit them. You're going to be praying for your team. Okay? And so that's what we do as ministry leaders. We know the condition of our flock. 
Now, here's another thing, and this is touchy at Life Church. You guys probably never have this complaint, but at our church we do. All right. We have had. We don't anymore. Okay. But how many of us have ever wanted a bigger team, like Usher's team, you know, children's ministry team? Okay. All right. <laughs> Good. Exactly. A lot of, we better want more people on our team, right? Because what? That's stewardship, and we want more people to steward. We want more people in our flock. We want to, we're going to impact more people. So we want, we want more people on our team. Now, whose responsibility is it to get more people? Is it the church's responsibility to get you people? Or is it yours? So I tell our team, I'm, I'm tough there. I'm probably easier to you guys. But I tell our team, listen, man, you want more people on your team? Get them. I am not going to promote your team from the pulpit. There is no way. You want more people, you go recruit them. I'm not here to help you. You got to do your thing. You're a leader. I want you to go after folks. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay. We'll be moving right along there. Okay. And you know what they tell their team? They tell their team the same way. Hey, man, if we want more ushers around here, Pastor Max said we got to go get them. So start inviting your friends, man. Let's, get, let's connect. Let's build this team. Hey, let's get more children's workers. I want to empower you guys to go seek your friends that can serve it. And then they, get, they make it fun for them and have a good time. Does that work? It's the best kind of work. It, it works better than if we... Oh my gosh, we've got this need. Oh, we have this big need in our children's ministry. We've got to have kids. Somebody, if somebody likes a kid out there, please volunteer to clean some dirty little bums and diapers, you know. Probably not a good sales pitch, okay? I've got to be honest with you. All right. So, here, you know, we got to know the condition of our, our flock. You recruit yourself, you develop them, and you resource them. You train them, you pray for them. You, as a leader, take that responsibility. Now, you say, Mac, I'm not a leader. Come on, you're getting it. You're getting it. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And listen. If you want to act like, you can just, you can act, you don't have to be a leader. You can sit there and do nothing. You can add no energy, no positive, no nothing. It's your walk with God. It's your kingdom walk. That's up to you. I'm not going to push you to do nothing. But if you want to be a leader, if you want to step up, if you want to be accountable, if you want to walk in that, let's do those things. So what I do is that we figure out how to resource train. I use, we use a ton of resources. I'm always looking for YouTube videos, podcasts, stuff that I can put out to our team and go, hey man, listen to this. This is great at connecting with people. This is fantastic. And I resource them all the time, train them all the time, pray for them all the time. All right. The other, you know, and maybe you'll have to teach. If you know the condition of your flock, this is just real. You might have to tell people hygiene stuff. Okay. I had a greeter. I love this guy kind of I love him okay but I got to go hey man you ever think of combing your hair okay it's just like I know you know you're scaring me and everybody else around here okay and you know just little things hey man do your hair and um I want to take a bath before you come to church and you know just little things like that and it's my responsibility as a leader to talk those things over uh the people skills praying for people as greeters you know touching people I had to you know tell a lady look you can't you know give the whole body hug to everybody when they come in it's just awkward people don't like some of that stuff okay so I, I, is it real yeah. 
All right, so how to have conversations. This is another thing. You know, we talk about greeters, but really everybody in here should be, you know, like assigned to be a greeter. You are a greeter. Okay? Because you are the face of this church and you're a greeter. Now, what do you ask people when they come in? How are you doing? You know, one thing that I, I do is, um, because can it be awkward if you don't know whether they're new or not? How many of you have just like me, you've just kind of stepped in it when you, when you, you know, yeah, you know, um, and you go, are you new here? I've been here five years, you know? Yeah, when I asked pastor's wife that question, it didn't go over that well. Okay. All right. So you learn though, you learn. Okay. I'm not the sharpest stick in the shed, but um, they're working with me here. We're going to get through it. But you know, one question that I ask every, this is my, you want to know my go-to questions? How I connect with people. Is my go-to question is, how long have you been attending here? That's my go-to. That's so I don't embarrass me, them, and all of mankind, you know. Um, I'll go, hey, man, how, you know. Now, here's what I, let me teach you a little bit on this. Can I teach you? And this specifically you greeters. But one thing I do is there's concepts called matching and mirroring. Okay. And so stand up. You're my new participant. Okay. Here's what I do is when I, when I see people coming in, first off, I'm, I'm reading their body. I'm watching their language. I'm seeing what they're doing, how they're interacting. And I'm really reading where they're at. Now, can I tell if they're new? A lot of times, times they come in. Are they new? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're like checking everything out and looking for signs and stuff like that. And so here's what I'll do. I kind of start walking up. And here's what I do on the inside. I want to match and mirror who they are. Okay. You see people with, hey, is it weird when, when somebody's kind of walking in like this, really tempted? And you, hey, brother, how you doing? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, God. Is that a little awkwardness in that? So what I do is when I'm walking up there, I'm trying to match and mirror who he is. I'm trying to go, okay, man, I'm going to go up pretty, pretty mild here because he looks pretty scared. I go, and I go, hey, man, how you doing? I'm Mac. How, hey, what's your, Rich. How long have you been attending here? 27 years. 27 years. Okay. And really, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look him in the eye. I'm going to shake his hand. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Mac. What's your name? And then I'll go, hey, man, how long have you been attending here? And I really want to have just this. Yeah, thanks. Go ahead and sit down. Give him a hand. All right. You got, you got the body press there. You know, but I really, um, I just want to connect with him on that level. And if he says, you know, I have a lot of time people go, well, about two and a half minutes, you know, and I and I go, hey, you know, and be careful. One thing, be careful with making odd, stupid jokes to new people because they don't understand your humor. OK. And so, they, you know, if you say something really odd, it's just, you know, some of us had to get through that. And so what I'll do is I'll just go, hey, man, how long you been attending here? He goes, hey, just this is my first time. And I go, wow. I say, congratulations. Congratulations, man. I'm so glad you're here. 
And I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm easing down. I'm looking at him with love and just goodness. And I go, man, I'm so glad you're here today. And I, I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. Hey, and I always, this is my first next question. I say, how did you hear about our church? Because it's really important for me to know how they heard about the church, especially as a leadership guy. And they go, one of my friends invited me. I hear that all the time or whatever this. is. I go, how'd you hear about the church? I'll get that information. And then I'll go, hey, um, what's important to you? Is there any, can, you know, and then maybe they got little children. And they go, well, the children's ministry is important to us. And I go, can I walk you down there? Can I show you where the check-in is? Can I introduce you to the children's pastor? Oh, that'd be great. I walk them down. And, and they know that if Mac's coming down the hall with a new family, which I do every week, they know, okay, there's a new family. Let's get them checked in. Let's make it a good experience for these people. And so that's kind of how we do that. Now, can you do that with every area? Yeah. I've read a zillion different things on how you interact with people, how you touch them. Hey, Rich, stand up again for a second. Here's one thing I'll do. I, and I practice. We practice handshakes. You notice a lot of times, and a lot of times, I'll, I did this before too, didn't I? And I just, I'm going to touch uh, the other side of his hand and just give him a little bit more intimacy. Mm -hmm. Another thing I do is a lot of times, and I'll tap people on the shoulder, or on the elbow, sorry, elbow, because it's non-threatening, sexual, or anything like that. I go, hey man, good to see you. Mm -hmm. And it creates a connection between us. And so I've studied all this stuff for years, and they do reports on this stuff on retail sales, and I studied it through re retail sales in like department stores, what creates better sales experience and how to connect with people better, quicker. Would that be important? Yeah. yeah. So should we be teaching that stuff in our, yeah. And so we're going to resource that stuff. We're going to find that stuff, and we're going to figure out how to connect it. We're going to train our teams on that so they can connect on a more personal level. Do you think that'd be helpful to new people? Yeah. Yeah. Questions? Yeah. Like, the difference between, like, male and female, like, greeting people. Yeah. Like, I feel like it'd be weird for a girl to be like, yeah. Like. <laughs> it's so true. And you have to watch that. You know, obviously, we've got all these different areas there of, you know, how women are greeting men. I've got people, and listen, that's why I've got to read them. That's my thing, that I've got to read them, and I'm going to be appropriate to them. I have multiple people that come into our church every week. They don't want to touch anybody. Do not shake my hand. Do not touch me. Don't look at me. I'm, I'm, I want to respect them. It's not about me. It's not about me fulfilling some deal that i got to shake hands. No. It's not about me giving, i got to give them the full body press. It's not about that. Okay, it's about me respecting them and they're, in, and, and they're getting, you know, man, there's people with issues. And I want them to be in the presence of God so they can get delivered to their issues. Okay, so wherever they're at, you're right, for a lady greeting somebody else like that, we really have to watch that on how, but we want to do it appropriately. Uh, here's another thing that I'll do all the time. I try to connect people to somebody else. I'll go, oh man, you got a background in, in police work and stuff like that. Hey, let me, we've got some policemen here. Let me introduce you to. Hey, you, you're, you're a new mom. Hey, and I'm, I'm always connecting people. I'm always connecting people. Okay, but you've got to figure out what's appropriate for you in those situations. Okay. All right, so here's what we've talked about. Is first person I got to lead? 
Okay, two areas of the wall I got to build are the function, and that's all the, the normal how to meet people, how to greet people, how to interact, the function of whatever ministry you're doing, how to be the best usher, how to, be, how to do prayer lines, how to do the function. The other thing is the co-laboring with our people. And then I'm going to take stewardship. I am going to know the condition of my flock. I am going to care about them. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to be calling up on them. I'm going to follow up on them. I'm going to, we're going to connect. If we want to build our team, who's responsible for, for building our team? We are. Okay. I don't want, I'm not going to ask the pastor to help me. I'm not going to ask anybody to help me. I'm, because I'm the leader, I'm going to own that area and I'm going to take the initiative myself. Okay? Listen, I, I'm going to own my section of the wall. How many of us are going to own our section of the wall? Now listen, and if you're not ready to own your section, that's fine. I don't care. I'm looking for people who want to own their section of the wall. That they're willing to stand and say, no, we're going to be the best we can. I'm serious about this deal. I'm all in. I'm going after it. And I'm owning this. Now, I'm going to pray for us, and just kind of closing this section. I think we're going to go to a break. What did you get out of this so far? You got what? Responsible for me. What else you get out of it? What? Connect. We're going to connect. What else? What's that? You guys can't whisper to me. Take initiative, and we're also going to speak louder. Okay, there you go. All right, so take initiative. Yeah, we're going to take initiative. What else you get out of this? Starts with me. All right, what else? Got to grow. Got to grow. So good. Yeah, what else? What's that? I have to tell you what to do. I got the wrong person. Oh, and here's one other thing. Maybe it's on this afternoon's note. Where is it? I didn't see that. Oh, whatever. I'll tell you now. And when I tell you... Oh, it's on the next page. Oh, there it is. Page three. One other thing. Okay. All you ministry leaders, all you Everybody. If I said right now, who are you trained to be your replacement? Everybody in here, you write it down on your piece of paper right now. Who are you specifically training to replace you? Now, that doesn't mean you're going anywhere. I tell our staff, the only way to move up in this organization is to replace yourself. If you want to move up, you just keep replacing yourself. Who are you training to replace you? You, be, be, you better be training your replacements or you ain't, ain't going nowhere. And I tell our staff, I say, listen, there's one more thing on that. Is I tell you, never give it to, if, if you give me a two-week notice or a month notice that you're quitting, I'll be honest with you, and you have not replaced yourself, that ain't love. What are you doing? That ain't love. We will walk in love here. You never just dump it on me and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to quit this area. Hey, I'm going to stop this area. And uh, you need to find somebody else. What? What kind of leader are you? We train our people to replace us. We, we're training our replacements. So in Iowa, if ever I left Life Church, it better be better off, and it, I better have totally built people behind me, or I'm an idiot. I'm responsible before God. That's terrible. We always train our replacements. Okay? If I leave, I've told my business staff, I said, if you are, they know, they just wouldn't. Mac, if we ever leave here, we're going to train the people who replace us. You're never going to have any problems because we're going to train them, and it's not going to be a bump in the road at all. We promise. That's just what we expect. 
Why? That's love. Yeah. Amen. That's love. Yeah. 